the children of the Force. It feels like a proper journey. We were in the desert for the first one, and now we're here for the last one. I feel very nostalgic at many, many points that this is sort of... As everyone says, you don't get experiences like this very often. It has been this incredible journey. I'm going to miss it so much. Me, Daisy and Oscar. It's like a moment in all of our lives, really. This is truly it. It's a blessing and an honor. Welcome to episode 135 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 12. I'm Liam, and I'm 10. And today we're talking all about that Vanity Fair article and all the other little bits and pieces that came out Whew. around that Van- Vanity Fair thing. Uh, that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about today. We just heard from the new Big Three Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Ray, yes. Finn, and Poe. I feel like they're going to be working together. I feel like they're all going to work together more in this movie. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's sound. It, I'm getting the sense that Rose is going to have like a support, uh, like a role back at like the Rebel base. You know, uh, like she'll be the person holding down the fort at the base. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping like because of that the, image we saw that well, because image of the image at the base. Yep. Like doing the it, stuff with, that like Leia does. Control center or something doing like that. The stuff that Leia does. Yeah. Good what? point. I didn't see that image. Um. Yeah. At the at the um. At the panel when they showed the still images and they showed oh, the one yeah. with Rose, um, at the panel at Celebration, which uh, we went to, Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. We, uh, we went there. Yeah. We went and, there uh, anyway. We did that. We did that. <laughs> we did that. Um, moving on, moving on Liam says. because we're never going to go again. <laughs> we might. Yeah, we might. we'll see. Um, so, yeah. So, before we head to the news, I wanted to talk about just one Star Wars-y thing that we just did, actually. Um, we, we've been uh, re-watching select episodes of The Clone Wars. We are doing what I like to think of as our Domino Squad rewatch. Yes. So... We are watching chronolog- in chronological order all of the episodes that involve the original members of Domino Squad, which, which let's try now, to list them. Which are now <clears throat> just Fives and Echo because right. Cut Up, Droid yeah. Bait, and Heavy died. Yep. So Cut Up, Droid Bait, Heavy, Echo, Fives. Yeah, those are the... Heavy, Droid Bait, Cut Up, all died. Yep. Um, cut up got ate by a giant snake thing. Uh, the Rishi eel. Rishi yeah. eel. Uh-huh. Um, heavy, heavy sacrificed, sacrificed himself, himself and to, to blow up the listening out. And droid so bait uh, was uh, droid bait and got killed by droids. Yep. And yeah. Droidbait Dro- wasn't like a main character, but he ended up getting killed by those commando droids that landed on the Rishi outpost. Uh, there were like two two clones went to go check it out, or they were just patrolling, I think. And the droids came in and shot both of them and killed them. I don't Droid bait that. was one of them, and he was one of the original members of Domino Squad. Yeah, oh, okay. wasn't too much of a character. Um, no, fi- just fives and echo. Just and fives and echo. And uh, they're arc troopers, and we're watching the um, Citadel arc. Yeah, where they Wait, go. An arc. It's an arc. 
Oh yeah, there's two more episodes to the arc. Oh, that's why it's on such an abrupt note. <laughs> yeah, we we watched the first episode of it. Uh, yep, they they haven't escaped yet, um, and we'll see we'll see what happens. It, we've we've watched okay. all of these episodes before, but it's been a while. You kids so have we forgotten. Don't remember. So how does the episode end? Uh, they they escape the prison, and now they're in like one of the old tunnels on, um, what's the name of the planet? I want to say Stygian Prime. No, Lola say you? No. I forget. Is it actually uh it's not actually a tunnel though, is it? No, it's like a trench kinda. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Um that's kinda fun. And uh there's not a ton of episodes left with with those characters in them. And uh also we don't own season five or six of the Clone Wars because we always watch them on the net on Netflix on the Netflix, um, so they're, they're not Netflix on Netflix though. anymore. Why? So mm, because they're getting ready for Disney Plus, I think. Yeah, so we'll have to, so um, have to take it off. Netflix. We'll have to get it from the library or maybe buy them at a pawn shop or something. We'll see. Also, my non-Star Warsy thing we were up to. Mm-hmm. We went to the largest bouncy castle in the world. <laughs> this weekend, it was very fun. That's yeah. true. That's true. And guess what? Best part of it, there was a DJ in the largest bouncy castle in the world. There was a DJ in the very middle of it. And they were playing tunes, and everybody would jump up and down and dance to it and sing along. And it was like my very first EDM festival, <laughs> except at the world's biggest large. Sorry, I messed up. At the world's <laughs> largest bouncy castle. Yeah, yeah. keep that in. The Guinness, yeah, yeah. Guinness Book uh, Record Holder. He's kind of holder. obsessed with yeah. um, EDM, electronic dance music, mm-hmm. and DJs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's what your spring Make project is on. Your, uh, infinite. Your, your school project. That's my DJ name, Infinite. I know. Our I listeners know, too. You've already said that. No, I haven't. Yeah, you, you have. You think you have. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah, I think you well, have. Well, I'm proud of it, because I made a ton of songs. Okay. I might get a launch pad over the summer. You might but get a none of you know pad. what that is, do you? The launch pad is a DJ pad. It's, yeah. There's an app called Launchpad, a free app called Launchpad that you can like just randomly click buttons and whatever you click, it'll sound good. It's a really good app. It's on the app store, it's for free. You should get it. You should get it. If you're interested in DJing. Or just EDM at all. And the la- and a launch pad that you're thinking of buying is like an actual physical it's an actual, pad. Like real live. Yeah physical pad that you can click and it has like light show you can yeah make, yeah it's really yeah. cool and you can mix things and yeah anyway let's uh head on over to the news and talk about this vanity fair article yeah so vanity fair always comes out you know with a uh big kind of preview issue with awesome photos by Annie Leibovitz. This will be the third time that we've seen photos by Annie Leibovitz uh, since we started this podcast. Do you remember early on, we saw that huge photo from Maz Kanata's castle, and we m- gave made-up names to all of the different aliens? Oh, yeah. <laughs> remember that? Bazine uh, Nettle was Bazine, um, yeah, you, Annie, you Viper. Called, yep, and uh, Liam, I think you called um, Grumgar. You called him like Bugsy Hornbeard or something like that. <laughs> oh, but you also called the Crimson guy. You called him. 
Oh, what do they call them? Something Crimson. I'm pretty sure. No, I don't think so. I think it was like Red Knight or something. Yeah, maybe. It's like Black Knight, except Red Knight. <laughs> sure. I don't plays Fortnite. I, I Black don't. Knight's a character. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, that was kind of fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so now... Uh, we have more photos by Annie Leibovitz and uh, the story by Lev Grossman, who is an uh, author of like a fictional uh, literary fiction author, not really uh, Wait, necessarily a Lev. Lev. Yeah, it sounds like love. Love, yeah. Lucky. Um, and then Joanna Robinson wrote some kind of supplementary articles that were like, here's specifically this different thing about. Uh, Zori Bliss, for example, or, you know, um, so, so the stuff that we're reading from is by Lev Grossman, but also Joanna Robinson from this Vanity Fair article, which you can go read online and look at all the photos yourself. Um, so we were introduced, we're going to, I'm going to kind of break it down by sections here, introduced to a new character, some new characters. We found out that Carrie Russell is playing a... Uh, character named Zori Bliss, and the photo shows her in the thieves' quarter of the snow-dusted world, Kijimi. That's gonna be. She's gonna be an amazing character. Yeah, I hope her so. Her armor is just amazing. Speaking of the photo, yeah, Daddy liked the photo so much he made it his home screen. I did. <laughs> it's <a> home screen <laughs> that on is my fun. phone. Yep. Um, and uh, and I had mentioned on online on twitter we're gonna look at these images here um that the markings that are on her chest sort of like there's this this chest band that goes around and also uh, around her leg they look pretty similar to um markings in the jedi temple on lothal um, so I don't so know that's if, why when I if there's the some computer Safari was on like Jedi Temple Lothal. Yeah, yeah, I tweeted <laughs> I tweeted out a couple images side by side so people could see. I mean, it's not like one to one exactly, but I just like how they kind of reuse like uh, the 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 feel of it, you know. And uh, something about her helmet reminds me a little bit of Enthus Nest's helmet. Yeah. Uh, it's and like the also... the way there's that line on top that kind of goes up and down. And, and also uh, Kylo's because oh. like it has those lines on it. Oh, Kylo's like, it now. It looks like it's welded. Yeah, Kylo's sure. now because it looks like it's like welded together. Oh, yeah. kind Good of. point. Sectional kind of. Yeah, yeah. When I opened the computer and saw the thing on Lothal, yeah. I did not question it. I, I opened the computer and it's <laughs> on like Jedi temples or Inquisitors, some random Star Wars thing. Oh, it was the Wikipedia page for the yeah. Lothal Jedi Temple, yeah. right? <laughs> and there's like I see those all the time when I open yeah, the computer, I know, it's just I know. right there. And yep. I'm like, okay. Because I couldn't remember if the the Jedi uh, Temple on Lothal if it predated the Jedi. I thought maybe it was like there before the Jedi, but it wasn't. It was there before the Republic. But it was still, it was originally a Jedi temple, but it was a Jedi temple that's so old, it predates the Republic. So, anyway. Tangents. Um, so, this is the snow-dusted world of, I've heard it pronounced Kijimi, but when I listened to... Oh, what did I listen to? I don't remember, but I, I heard someone say the name. Oh, oh, Lev Grossman. That's right. He I watched this interview with him. And he pronounced it... Uh, Kijimi. So I'm pronouncing it Kijimi. But yeah. Kijimi. Uh, that sounds maybe like a, a, how they would pronounce it on Kijimi. So anyway, Kijimi is easier to say. Kijimi is uh, so kind of very like an English way to pronounce Kijimi? those 
a very English way to pronounce that string of letters, K-I-J-I-M-I, right? Yeah. But, um, but I, you know, if the word originated in a, in a different language, I could see it being pronounced very differently because Same. different languages put stresses on different uh, syllables, right? So, Kijimi, maybe. Uh, yeah, so Zori Bliss. Um, I don't think it's said, you know, if she is... She's in the thieves' quarter, but I don't know if it's said anything about whether um, whether she is, like, a thief or whether she is, like, a bounty hunter or anything like that. I don't think we know. She could be, like, a police person going oh. to the thieves' quarter. Oh, sure. That's right. She could be. Yep, we know nothing about her. So... True. Except for that she looks really cool, and her name uh, seems kind of awesome, but also silly in the same way that Skywalker is silly, and Captain Phasma is silly. Yeah. Um, like, but they're also, just... Yeah. You know, they're names that, like, when you first hear it, Zori Bliss. Bliss, really? Like, uh, and then, like, uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, I Jet. it was super cool. It is super That's cool. That's all I thought when <laughs> okay. I heard it. Okay, all right. Skywalker's silly because it's a person who walks on... That's just... <laughs> no. That's just no. Okay. But I like the other names. And uh, then we get uh, another image. Richard E. Grant as Allegiant General Pride. Pride. Yes, Allegiant Is that their General. Is way of saying that they support LGBTQ? There you go, maybe. <laughs> That's what I thought when I first heard it, mm. though. I, I, I thought Pride, like, as in, like... Mm. Yeah, like yeah. pride, like pride prayer, pride festival. That would be cool. Um, I know that uh, JJ did say back when the force after the Force Awakens came out, he did say that there's there's no reason that there shouldn't be LGBTQ people in Star Wars, and he, he and that he thinks that there should be. So yeah. uh, this is this is so your chance. This is your chance, JJ. Uh, you said you think there should be. Maybe it's Hux's. It could be Hux's dad. No, Hux's husband. We were just no, talking Hux's husband. Oh, too old. we know it's not Hux's dad. We do. We know that. Okay. Because you know Hux's dad. First of all, his name is last name is Pride instead of True. Hux, and True. Hux's dad is uh, Brendel Hux. Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, <laughs> we know that he is dead at this point in time. Yeah. Um, and I won't spoil it, but you can find out how he died by reading the novel Phasma. Um, okay. Yeah, so what does allegiant mean? Allegiant General Pride. Yeah, what does allegiant or mean? Or is it general or admiral? I forget. Why is the old think script? it's and question. It is allegiant General Pride, okay. yeah, and he is on the bridge of Kylo Ren's destroyer, so it seems like with Kylo Hux. Ren, with Hux, seems like Kylo Ren is still, you know, the supreme leader, right? Because they're on his destroyer, right? So it's not like this General Pride comes in and takes over the First Order, right? He's still working for Kylo. He's uh-huh. on Kylo Ren's destroyer. According to the caption of the photo, we have to assume that uh, Lev Grossman had some insider information okay. when he wrote this article. So he is holding what I think he's holding, Liam. He said, why is he holding it's a, a screw? Nail. It looks yeah, like it looks a bolt. Like a I think that if you a could bolt. see how long it was, I think it would go quite a ways back. I think it might be like a... Um, like a, a walking stick, possibly, or something to point with, maybe, or to hit people with. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but he's holding a something. A walking stick, or something to point with, yeah. or something to hit people with. <laughs> it could be a pen. It could just be a pen. 
a space pen. A so, so what does allegiance mean? I don't know, right? Allegiance never general. Heard. We've never heard this before in Star Wars. Um, is that just like um, like another title? Like uh, Grand Admiral instead of Admiral? He's an allegiance general instead of a general? Or is allegiant, does that signify that he is from some other branch of the First Order? Or maybe even a different military altogether that ends up joining the First Order? Maybe like I always, I always thought that the first order may have found like armies out in the outer reaches, the unknown regions, right? And and like recruited them or forced them to work for them. So uh, I always wondered if there was like a military structure out there with other people who get brought into the first order or get forced to join the first order. I don't know. Is allegiant a word in real life? Well, allegiance is, and allegiant is. Um, what does allegiant mean? Well, so allegiance means that you like are loyal. Yeah, right. But, or like like a friend. Loyalty, general pride. Maybe and maybe that's it. Maybe he. Oh, that's a good. That's a good question. That's a good point, Liv. Maybe he is the person who, who, um, makes sure everyone else is loyal. He's an allegiant general. Maybe he is the one because with Finn, right, leaving the First Order, everybody, like a lot of the First Order stormtroopers know that he did that. What if there's rumblings and some stormtroopers are thinking like, hey, maybe we don't want to be part of the First Order anymore. Maybe he had a point. Maybe he had a point exactly, and uh, and he defeated Phasma. Like, oh, this is the person who trained us, the person we thought was the strongest person ever, and she was defeated by by Finn, an ex stormtrooper, right? Yeah. And although I don't know how many of them would actually know that because right. it would happen in a fiery, they, and they would probably <laughs> would have like tried to keep it a secret. They probably would have tried that, yeah. So, but maybe he is like a loyalty officer. He he makes makes sure that all the. The troopers are loyal to the First Order. I don't know. So I know what allegiance means, but what does allegiant mean? It's just a form of the word. Okay. Yeah. You are allegiant uh, if if you have allegiance. So, um, yeah. And then uh, we get that image of Finn and Janna on their Orbox, which is the name of the forces. Which looks amazing, by the way. Yeah. They're weird. So yeah, mm-hmm. Naomi Aki, we got to meet her, we got to see her, uh, we didn't meet her, but we she saw her awesome. for the first time, and we did actually see her we in person. We did see her in yeah, person, uh, uh, like, uh, let's say five, five feet away, away from <laughs> ten her. Ten feet away, five feet. Um, yeah. And, uh, also John Boyega. Also John yes. Boyega. And, and she, so these horses look pretty cool, I mean, they're not horses, they're Orbox, or Orbax. Um, yeah, and she has a bow and arrow. Awesome. I didn't um, notice this before, but yeah. there's a pack of arrows. Oh, she right has there. a pack of arrows, a, a qu- quiver, a quiver of arrows. She looks very quick. There's, there's a the bow. Horse. Um, there's guess what, like Daddy? A... It only holds eleven unless you unless you, it, it can hold twelve <laughs> though. But you gotta cram them all in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a Saturday night live. The Saturday night live joke, yes. But she's not like the bow isn't just like slung on her back. Like she's. Mm. Holding on to it, like slung onto the side of the mm-hmm. what is it called? An orbac? Orbac. Yeah. Orbac. Yeah, and she's like in action. Like yeah. it's it's an amazing shot. It's amazing. Yeah. She's not afraid to fall. Off it looks beautiful. Yeah. She's fighting. It does look beautiful. Um, she also has a cape. 
What? She does? Oh, I thought that was just like a bag. No, that is, that's, that's a, a cape. cape. That's a cape. That is a cape that maybe could turn into like a poncho in case it rains. Really? I don't know. It's kind of like a, like a, a thing that you put above your head when you jump out of an airplane. A parachute. A parachute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Thing that you put <laughs> above your head when you yes. jump out of an airplane. Yes. Um, yeah. So she looks super cool. We didn't yes. learn any anything new about her except for that she rides Orbox. Um, and yeah. And, and with Finn. And with Finn, right? So and her and Finn. And, and has a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> and an awesome cape. True, true. Um, that the whole time, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so how could you forget that? How could I forget that? Um, yeah, and then uh, there's an image of Jordanian locals, well, people who lived, who live in Jordan, who ended up playing the Aki Aki, native, who are natives of the planet, Pasana. And we also learned that Orbox are also native to Pasana. Um, so the Aki Aki are these aliens with kind of like a, you know, two kind of tentacles coming down out of their faces, sort of. Um, kind of remind me of, uh, uh, what are they called? I don't know, but you also... The squid, squid oh, face yeah. people from, I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah. They, also remind, remember. they also remind me of the thing in, um, the thing in The Phantom Menace, kind of. Except they have one, they have two of those slimy things falling down. The spy in the, the separatist spy in the, I mean, oh, yeah. sorry, The Phantom Menace, A New Hope, the... Uh, the spy that falls around. That spy around. that falls around. Gur- Gurindan? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Kubas? He's a Kubas, yeah. Uh, okay. He is, because Tatooine's in both of them. Yeah, yeah. And then, where this isn't Tatooine, and this isn't Jeddah like I thought it was, and this is, you know, it's uh, a new planet, uh, Pasana. Some and people pronounce it Pasana, but I sure. think it's Pasana. I think it's Pasana. Um, and, yeah, these guys, these guys look pretty cool. They're not, so the aliens, so the Aki Aki are the name of the aliens, I guess, but we also see a human in with them, and a couple humans, a and then humans. also maybe another human, but just with a certain kind of head dress thing on, and like binoculars for eyes. Um, the human in the background is a camera The human in, in the background is a camera person, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, that doesn't look like yeah. a native person to that Oh, like an alien or someone who actually would be in the movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, good point. So... And what I like about the Akiaki is that, like, they're distinct in their own species. Like, some people have longer tentacles, and some people have straighter, some Mm. people have curlier, some people have different shades of faces. Mm -hmm. They don't all all look exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Which I like. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, so that's kind of the new stuff that we got as far as new characters and planets. Uh, Zori Bliss, Allegiant General Pride, uh, new photo of Janna, and now we know she can ride a horse. And she has a bow and arrow and an awesome cape. An awesome cape. And Aki Aki, Jordanian locals playing the Aki Aki. Um, and then also, like I said, the Orbox are native of, native to Pasana as well. So the Orbox live on Pasana. So that photo of Finn and Janna, that will likely take place on Pasana also. Even though there's a little bit of grass. 
right? But grass. we saw a little also, bit of grass. We're, yeah, we're but we saw is. some grass where Ray was flipping yeah. over the TIE fighter. Remember that when it switched? Remember the yeah. first time we, we or like the we third realized. time we watched it? I was like, wait, what? There's grass no, there. No, Mama That's not... said that. Really? I yeah. think that was me. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. No, I'm pretty I sure it was Mama. Somebody. It looked like it was a different planet for a second because we saw grass. So we know there is grass on Pasana because we see it in the teaser. Watch that teaser closely. Right before she flips, you'll see green in the background. Mm-hmm. There is grass. And it looked like the planet completely changed, and we were it all did. like, wait, what? What? Yeah. What? How could that be a different planet? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I heard some speculation that since there was grass there, maybe it's the same planet where they see the Death Star, where they, we see longer grass. And if that's the case, then the Death Star is on Pasana. But no. But where's Pasana in? Like, I don't know. what region? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Good question. So then uh, we got some information about our old friends. Our old friends. C-3PO. <laughs> so this is probably something that I was the happiest about reading this article. Uh, it says, Anthony Daniels says uh, in the article, he's quoted as saying, My first line would not go in my head. The line that I couldn't say was two words. Common emblem. Common emblem, common emblem. I would say them thousands of times. My wife would say it back. I just couldn't say them. Why? <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs> I love how Anthony Daniels would make that so dramatic. He just could, he couldn't say the words. It just you'd trip up on him, right? Common emblem. You know, it's a little tricky. Common emblem. Yeah. So, common and what does that mean? Uh, like a logo that is common to different places. Like the rebellion logo is also the resistance logo. It's a common emblem, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know what that could uh, possibly imperial. mean. The yeah, first order. First order symbol is different from the imperial symbol, but maybe it's a but common emblem cool. in the universe. Maybe it's an emblem that you would see other places. And then, I mean, this happens in our own world. Um, maybe the rose. We see the, the target emblem does. all over the place. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's a common the emblem. The hacker has that thing. Oh, and yeah. The... Yeah. Zori, wait, Zari Bliss, you mean? No. Oh. The hacker and the hacker and the kid to bite that uh-huh. they're looking for. The red plum bloom? Yeah, the red plum bloom. Plum bloom? Yeah. Plum plum I don't know. <laughs> plum okay. bloom? The red plum thing bloom. that looks plum like a flower uh-huh. on his chest. The red plum bloom is a common emblem? It, maybe. Maybe okay. it's like a gang maybe. of hackers. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, um, gang of hackers. Hacker gang, sure. Gang. All right. Yep. Dan, and the article says, Daniels also told me that C-3PO does something in this movie that surprises everybody. But he wouldn't say what. Maybe he shoots somebody. Maybe. Ooh, That'd be cool. And Anthony Daniels says, he keeps his clothes on. It's not like he suddenly does this thing, but... <laughs> uh, and uh, Daisy Ridley said, we worked with Anthony Daniels a lot. Anthony Daniels is really part of this adventure. So she says that The Rise of Skywalker was, quote, the most I'd ever worked with Anthony, and he was really there, mostly every day. So it didn't feel like the legacy wasn't there. It felt like we were very connected to the original ones, actually. Really connected. So c 3 is going to have C-3. a big part. <laughs> I guess. Are you really, <laughs> I'm really so happy, happy I am really happy. I am really happy. That's, cool. Um, that's, that's cool. <laughs> about had a very big part. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he had a big part in... A New Hope. Yeah, he did. You know, and uh, in the original trilogy, and much more than... the Clone Wars. 
Oh, sure, sure. Um, it says, keeping a lid on things feels especially painful for him this time around. You have no idea. It's frustrating. Uh, this is what Anthony Daniel says. It's frustrating for you that I cannot tell you the complete, the complete truth. It's frustrating for me as well because I'm dying to say. So. And then Billy D. Williams even says, I just want to say something about Anthony's performance. He has managed to, as a human entity, he's managed to bring life to a lot of metal parts. For an actor to be able to have that kind of power and spirit is pretty incredible. Aww. So, yeah, 3PO love in this article. 3PO I love it. Love. I'm loving the 3PO love. So so much so that I'm leading with C3PO when it comes to the characters <laughs> we already know. Uh, and then we're gonna we're just gonna get dark now. And go uh, to, we're gonna go to Kylo. Dang it. <laughs> uh, so Adam Driver, Kylo Ren. So Adam Driver was interviewed for this shirt article too. Yeah. Shirt no, he's gonna keep his shirt on this movie. That's what they said. Are you sure? Well, either that or there's gonna be more, less on. That's what they said, right? <laughs> either more than his shirt on or less than his shirt on. Um, so, so they, so there's that photo of of uh, Kylo and Ray having this big battle in a stormy confrontation, Did and which looks beautiful, by the way. And I have seen this suggested that, uh, where, where did we see crashing waves in the teaser? Where the Death Star was. What, and there, they look to be on something mechanical. Are they on the Death Star? That would be <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> that would be it crazy. It would be the best battle be awesome. ever. Ever, I tell oh. you, ever. It looks ever. like they're in a trench, some kind of trench. Yeah, yeah, or on like, top of... I, I, I thought it looked like yeah. they were on a ship. But it could easily be the Death Star. Because yeah. the Death Star's surface is not Death just Star. flat. And, like, I feel is. like there's yeah. so much waves crashing up that it wouldn't be a ship. Mm. Because the ship would be flying. Mm. Anyway. That is interesting. Yes. Um, so, Adam Driver calls their Force Connection a maybe bond. Maybe and bond. it says, uh, the article says it will turn out to run even deeper than previously revealed. Ooh. So Adam Driver says of Kylo Ren, and then he had been forging this maybe bond with Rey, and it kind of ends with the question in the air. Is he going to pursue that relationship? Or when the door of her ship goes up, I love that he called the Falcon her ship. When the door of her ship yes. goes up, does that also close that camaraderie that they were maybe forming? Hmm. Maybe. He also points out that unlike... Oh, just so you know, mm, camaraderie means, like, friendship, friendship. or, like, companionship. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He also points out that unli unlike Luke and Rey, Kylo never got to go on a nifty voyage of self-discovery. Instead, he grew up under the crushing pressure of massive expectations. How do you form friendships out of that, Driver says? How do you understand the weight of that? And if there's no one around you guiding you or articulating the th things the right way... It can easily go Ari. 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 I hate that word so much. It um, looks like it, a wary. 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 Ari. A-W-R-Y. I've always pronounced it a wary. Dang you, Adam Driver, for using that word. Anyway, it just means bad. Um, so, or like a wary. Wary. This this reminds me of Anakin, right? Like Anakin had this crushing pressure of massive expectations too. He True. was told he was the chosen one. Like what does that do to a kid's mind? Like True. Oh, by the way, you're the one you're who's gonna save us to all. Save the universe. <laughs> Restore balance from the light yeah. and the dark. Where but I mean Anakin didn't have like 
these famous parents like Kyla does. Right. Right. Um, but, but he still had that expectation and he was still told that he, he was like the best, you know, I don't know. It's hard. Uh, yeah. So let's check in with Ray. Uh, Daisy Ridley says that Ray is quote, confident, calm, less fearful. So I think we're going to love Ray in this movie. Me too. And so then she also talks how she, like what she's thinking about when she's acting on using the force, right? Like, as an actor, what do you think about? She said, I literally visualize it. When I was lifting rocks, I was visualizing the rocks moving. And then I was like, oh my god, I made it happen. And obviously there's loads of rocks on strings. So no, I didn't. But I visualize that it's That's really... awesome. I want to <laughs> do that. But I visualize that it's really going on. And then it says, that scene, which comes at the end of The Last Jedi, is another example of classic non-digital Star Wars effects. Those were real rocks. It was actually oh. really amazing, Ridley says. It was sort of like a baby mobile. <laughs> a baby mobile, yeah. You know, like those things that hang above cribs on strings. I had no idea. I thought that was all CGI. Me too. They actually moved those rocks. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's really cool. Hmm. I wonder if maybe I saw that and I just forgot it in like a behind the scenes thing. I don't you know. I think did. we saw it. We saw it. Maybe. Maybe we wait, did. Wait, no, we saw when lift when Luke lift yeah. all the rocks up. We saw them we actually. Saw oh them. yes, yeah. yes, yes. And that was actually done too. That was actually that on was strings awesome. too. That's right. When, when he says when, Ray, um, no and Yeah, the when rocks. Ray and Tyler are touching yep. hands and yep. he's like, No No And then he goes, Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right <laughs> let's let's move on to poe here um there wasn't too much about finn um as far as like information goes but uh about poe uh oscar isaac says there has been a bit of shared history that you haven't seen whereas in the other films poe is this kind of lone wolf now he's really part of a group so he's saying like there's stuff that's happened that you haven't seen a shared history right and we saw it in the comics we saw poe and Finn and Ray sitting down at the Dejeric table together on the Falcon, having conversations, right? Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It was, it was awesome. so cool in the it comics. Was really that was cool, like my yeah. favorite part of that of those Poe comics is that that part. I love it so much. Uh, so he's, there is something there that's happened already, right? Uh, he says they're going out and going on missions and having a much more familiar dynamic now. And... Uh, and then the article says that Ray, Finn, and Poe are finally in the same place for the first time since The Force Awakens. Uh, yeah, they weren't really in the same place in The Force Awakens. At the very end, technically they were on Dakar, but Finn was in a coma. So that's kind of weird that the author said that. Wait, Poe and Finn? No, Poe, Finn, and Ray oh, were yeah. never together. No, like, they, they never talked or anything. Uh, yeah. They weren't really together until the very end of The Last Jedi, and even then you didn't see all of them they together. They were yeah. together on Maz Kanata's castle. Well, Cause well technically they Poe were on the same planet were. again, but yeah, but they didn't interact together. So, anyway. But Poe and Finn had some quality time. They did. And, and Oscar Isaac says, it's about reaching out to his family, and particularly Finn is his family. So we beat ship and poopin, yes. They're gonna become husbands, yes. What? What just happened? Anna just edited the song on the fly. They're gonna become husbands, yes. <laughs> wow, that was really smooth. I know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, their family. 
you know what? Like, I'm fine either way. They're either super close and they're like brothers, they're like brothers or they're, or they're uh, a couple and yeah. they have a romantic relationship. I'm not fine either way. I'm fine either way. I, I obviously, that, but I'm fine either way. I obviously prefer the romance as well. Um, there hasn't <laughs> been there hasn't been enough enough romance in the sequel trilogy. I'm not a huge like fan of romance, but there really hasn't been anything. And I, I think, <laughs> and I think that like. It makes sense. There should be, right? Like yeah. most great stories have romance. They you know? Do. It's not like something that we should not have in stories. I don't think that the char- it has to be the main thing for uh every female character, which is like no. the problem that has ha- has happened in the past is that Maybe if there's a female character there are Exactly. Exactly. Just Poe and it, it doesn't have to be Ray. Yeah, Liam. I think it's weird Mm-hmm. Or just I don't know why that people call when two boys are in a romantic situation or have a romance, people call it a bromance. Can it just be a romance? Because there's <laughs> good yeah, point. Two but boys. bromance sounds cool. <laughs> no, know, but just because they're two boys doesn't mean we mean we have to make up a whole new word for it. That's true. It can just be romance. It's just romance. I know. Or no, that's a good, that's romance a good with a boy. Right. Yeah. Romance yeah. with two boys. Yeah. You can just. Call it romance. Your point. Romance. Your point is well taken. I, I think uh, we both under. I understand your frustration. I get it, Liam. Language can be very frustrating, and it can be language can be. It can be the way that norms are enforced. Right. It can be a way that causes certain things to be seen as out of the ordinary and unnatural. Right. So language is very important, and it is important to confront language when we think that it's being sexist or ableist or racist or patriarchal or you know what I mean. Like there's there's things that yeah we we should call that out. So I hear you. Um, I get what you're saying, but also like the people who say bromance, like they don't mean it in a bad way. But like, like (laughs) you can't use that excuse, though, honey. No, you can because when you say when you say it, Anna, I know you don't mean it in a bad way. I know. I just like like I think a lot of people who say bromance are like positive on it. Yeah, and they but they just use a different word. But that's just to like emphasis it. I just to put an emphasis. I agree. No, and I and I get you, Anna. I hear you. Um. We have. I know we it's know, still good to like confront it. Right. Stuff, we know that like, intention doesn't always matter when yeah. it comes to words that can be harmful. Right. Yeah. Um, and also, I think bromance historically has has meant just like a really close friendship between two men. It, it doesn't necessarily really? mean romance. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's been meant as. Maybe the meaning has changed recently, but it I did mean it uh, just like two guys who really, really get along together. It doesn't necessarily mean romance. Wow. It's true. But like, no, if it's, it's called true. romance, it's mm. obviously a romance. No. <laughs> it's like, like, why? Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, okay. yeah, we'll, let's move on. We'll dissect the word bromance off the air and uh, get back to y'all. All right, so about the movie. Oh, no, before we go on, one more thing. Uh, Jonas Suetamo says, It's going to be a wonderful journey. Everyone is back together again, and Chewbacca thrives when he is in a group that faces adversity. So, go Chewie. Go, go Jonas. Chewie. 
and then just kind of like some big picture stuff about the movie. Uh, the article says 30 years have gone by since the ending of Return of the Jedi. Oh, oh. we already knew that. I thought you meant <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, <and laughs> since I was like, what? The last Jedi, no. What? Since Return of the Jedi. Okay. Uh, during which time the newly reborn Republic became complacent and politically stagnant, allowing the rise of the reactionary Neo Imperial First Order, whose origins we will learn more about in The Rise of Skywalker. I hate the word neo because it reminds me of neo-Nazis whenever I hear it. I think that's intentional when they talk about neo-imperial. Yep. Because um, it, yeah. stormtroopers were Hitler's soldiers. Uh-huh. Fun fact, not that fun. <laughs> right. Stormtroopers, the name stormtroopers originated, they were Hitler's soldiers in World War II. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Nazi soldiers, basically. Right. That's where they got the word stormtrooper for Star mm-hmm. Wars. True. Yep, and like even the uniforms of the Empire are inspired by Nazi yeah. uniforms and stuff. Yeah, like the hats, kind of yeah. right. Well, then just the, the way the, the whole uniform looks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know the politics of A New Hope were not subtle, and a lot of people talk about how they don't want politics in Star Wars. Well tough it's always been there <laughs> yeah, you, just uh, you know well or or everybody agreed with it in a new hope and maybe now some people disagree with what the politics are saying this time around because we live in a world where there are neo-nazis living in the united states and that's awful and um we need star wars more than ever to Show us the way, please, Star Wars. Um, goes on to say, sources close to the movie say that Skywalker, the rise of Skywalker, they're just calling it Skywalker, will at long last bring to a climax the millennia-long conflict between the Jedi Order and its dark shadow, the Sith. What? The Sith were defeated by Anakin. Um, wait, I'm confused. <laughs> read that again, please. It says oh, that sorry. the the rise of Skywalker is going to bring to a climax the millennia, so the thousands of years long conflict between the Jedi Order and its dark shadow, the Sith. Okay, I'm very so, confused. Like Kylo Ren is not Sith. Put it He's in your a own words, Daddy. Read it again. It's going to be the words. this this movie is going to bring an end to the conflict between the Jedi and the Sith. The Jedi and the Sith conflict. But it's the climax. Wait, who's this wrote by? Lev Grossman wrote this. They're probably not right then. But he says sources have said this. So, but you know who who did we hear at the end of the teaser? The Emperor. The Emperor, who is Sith. So maybe, (sighs) you know, maybe there's something to it. (laughs) I don't know. Again. (laughs) All right, so. Here's another part that I found interesting. Uh, citing meetings he's had with The Force Awakens and original trilogy writer Lawrence Kasdan, as well as Ryan Johnson and George Lucas, J.J. Abrams says the ending they settled on was specifically designed to close a satisfying arc that spans not just these final three films, but the complete Skywalker trilogy. The trilogy of trilogies. Oh, they mentioned your friend Larry. If a kid, yep. <laughs> if a kid is watching all nine movies, Abrams says, He or she sees this one path, this inevitability, and that's the challenge of this movie. To make it the end of a nine-movie path. Yikes. 
it wasn't it wasn't just to make it wasn't just to make one film that as a standalone experience would be thrilling and scary and emotional and funny but one that if you were to watch all nine of the films you'd feel like well of course that what what is he talking about? I am so confused. What could that I have no be? Idea. What, what is that? What thing could he possibly what do at the that? end of this movie that's going to be like that? Ah! What? <laughs> what? I don't like it. It's there's nothing it's obvious. Like, there's nothing obvious. <laughs> but the only thing that we have to go on is that emperor. The emperor laugh. comes back and then they defeat him again. Uh, like how do we know that he's done for sure? Then I don't know. Right? Exactly. Like it's. Uh, <laughs> we don't. Mm. So I just can't wait for this movie. It's going to be, so be so good. It's going to be so good. Oh, I can't wait either. JJ uh, Abrams is amazing. It's pretty good. Uh, I think I hope he I hope he does good. Uh, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, who is also amazing, says yes. th- she mm-hmm. says um, I think that Disney is very respectful of what this is, and right from the beginning we talked about the fragility of this form of storytelling. Because it's something that means so much to fans that you can't turn this into some kind of factory approach. You can't even do do what Marvel does, necessarily, where you pick characters and build new franchises around those characters. This needs to evolve differently, guy on Twitter. Sorry, I'm still bitter about that guy on Twitter <laughs> from last episode. If you listen to the last episode, Kathleen Kennedy didn't say guy on Twitter. Uh, that was I added that to the end of her quote. Oh, just that so you know. guy on Twitter, <laughs> the oh, guy who said cute. Marvel's giving us five hundred hours every year of you know, and I'm like, that's Marvel. Star Wars is different. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you're and like, this I, is... oh, that, yeah, that's <laughs> great. I love Marvel. Right. So anyway, Kathleen Kennedy puts into words what I meant to say. Yeah, take it. And Twitter no, stop it, stop take it, that. stop it. Did you listen to our podcast? No, of course not. Like, oh yeah, we also have a podcast <laughs> where we're mentioning you, <laughs> and how we don't like you. No, <laughs> I never said I didn't like him. Anyway, uh-huh, yeah, no, you're <laughs> stop, stop, stop. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yes, this is not a factory approach Star to Star Wars. Even the the series, like the Mandalorians, just a ten episode series. That might be it. There might not even be a season two. I'm okay with it. Roll it out slowly. Do right by Star Wars. We don't need it all the time, every day, every week. We just need it to be good. Yes. Yeah. We need it to be Star Wars. And like this is because I think we think about I think about I know I think about Star Wars this way because I was so used to having so little. You know, that every second of it was so precious, you know, like that original trilogy, every minute was just one of the few minutes we got a Star Wars forever, you know? Yeah. And, and like, I still want to think that way about Star Wars. I know like it's becoming less true because the Clone Wars is, you know, that's also Star Wars and Rebels and Resistance. And, you know, like there is already a ton more Star Wars than there used to be, but I still want to think of it all as equally important. And that's hard to do if there's a bunch of it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's kind of also my issue, you know? Like, maybe, me. oh, wow, I almost said something that I didn't think I'd ever say. What is it? What is it? Well, say it. I mean, okay, just, just let me, say. let me talk more after I say it. Maybe Star Wars shouldn't continue if it can't continue in a way that 
makes it like popular in today's media landscape. Like if Star Wars isn't the kind of story that we can get a ton of and still be interested in, then you know, it's kind of like the way the like the way the emperor thought about his apprentice about Anakin, right? If Luke can kill Darth Vader, then Darth Vader isn't worthy of being his apprentice. If like our modern media landscape can kill Star Wars, then maybe Star Wars shouldn't continue. Ah, oh, I can't believe I just said that, but I don't I love Star Wars and I love all of it. And you want it to continue. I want it to continue, but maybe it shouldn't if it if it isn't going to be popular anymore and then just let if it be and let it be it, then why make people more? are still loving it people are still loving it like, but, like the last jedi made so much money more. but yes if if some if for some reason people stop watching it then yes disney's going to stop making it so like i i said it out loud i said it out loud but it's the truth right like it's not like i want it to happen but it'll oh don't even talk about one day at a time one day at a time was so good (sighs) it was amazing and then it got canceled now lin-manuel miranda is trying to get it (laughs) bring it back you know i was looking at a list that was just published of canceled things and it's still on there so one day at a time. Go watch it if you haven't, and also if you can handle some pretty mature content. But it's and really, also really good. if you can handle a big cliffhanger at the end. Kind of. And not have any resolution. Right. Yep. Yep. What is a big cliffhanger? Well, I mean, I, you could also see that as a nice ending. You could see it as yeah. a nice ending, but you could also see it as a big cliffhanger. Yeah. Cliffhanger? Anyway, can let's move on. Right let's now, move on. Then you can edit it out. Sure. It's... All right. And uh, one more thing that J.J. Abrams said that I loved was, quote... Having seen what Ryan, Ryan Johnson, the director of The Last Jedi, having seen what Ryan did made me approach this from a place of instinct and gut. I was making choices I knew I would not have made on Seven, The Force Awakens. Some story-wise, but more in terms of directing. I found myself feeling less like I'm going to try and do something that feels like it's only true to the specifics of this franchise or the story. So, Ryan Johnson... And his, you know, very unique yet Amazing. awesome, uh, you know, kind of direction uh, on Star Wars helped J.J. Abrams feel like he didn't have to just remake the original trilogy. So thank you, Ryan Johnson, yet again. For making, you know, like advancing Star Wars, right? Making Star Wars into something that we didn't know it could be yet. And but also JJ's gonna. It, but you made it into something different. Mm-hmm. But he also made it into Star Wars. Just oh, sure. a different form of Star Wars. Oh, sure. But it's still Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So all those people out there who hate Ryan Johnson and want J.J. Abrams to do all the movie because they love J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams is awesome and Ryan Johnson is too. So <laughs> Ryan Johnson inspired J.J. Abrams to make better movies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, he, Ryan Johnson is pretty cool. Yeah. I, think. I was really happy that J.J. That said that because um, you know, after Celebration people were commenting about how how like JJ and Kathleen Kennedy, like they didn't say a lot about Ryan Johnson. 
and people are like, oh, they're not even talking about him. They're going to pretend like his movie didn't even happen, you know. And they were saying that like it was a good thing, but of course not. No, of course not. So, so I'm glad that he said this. And, uh, I think it's really, uh, you know, I'm happy for Ryan Johnson that he said it, honestly, like, like Ryan Johnson doesn't need that, but at the same time, I'm sure it's nice for him to hear, Yeah, <laughs> you know, especially given the amount of backlash that he got and fans yeah, sending him hate and stuff. Liam, you have I a question? I have a question yeah. for you mostly, because uh-huh. I know Anna has it, but have you watched all of Lucasfilm canon Star Wars? What, like, watched, like, on screen? Everything that's on screen, yes. Like story. You story have too. Have I? Yeah. Every single thing? Um, yeah. So, what? canon, on screen canon is A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, The Phantom Menace, The Movies, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, yep. Skywalker Saga. Uh, the, yeah, The Force Awakens, and then Clone Wars, Clone Wars? Uh, Rebels. Rogue One, Rebels. The Last Jedi. Solo, all of the Clone Wars, and all of Rebels. Oh, I've watched the Clone Wars. Yeah, um, yeah, we haven't watched that one. The YouTube, the YouTube Clone Wars. Oh, Oh, and you guys didn't watch the zombie Geonosin. That's right, that's right, that's right. And you also didn't watch the episode where... um, where all the Night Sisters are killed and they're zombie Night Sisters. Right. That that sounds sounds yeah, you guys could watch those now, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but when we when we did our first Clone Wars watch through, I was like, yeah, you don't need to watch these. I was afraid they'd give you nightmares, but you're older now, and I think you can handle it. Um, but yeah, there's the animatic uh, rough cut Clone Wars, um, the Bad Batch arc, which is on YouTube. And I don't know if they're making those exact episodes into, um, into the saved. new Clone Wars, the Clone Wars saved season. Um, but I kind of think we could just watch them anyway, especially because we're doing the Domino Squad rewatch and spoiler alert. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't mind. A, a Domino Squad know. member appears in those in those episodes. It's okay. You said spoiler alert before, <laughs> and I said I didn't want... Anyway, it's okay. Well, I said spoiler alert, which gave you the spoiler. Anyway, moving on. Sorry. Oh, Anna, did you hear about how they make race cars? What? Did you hear about how they make the story of how they make race cars? What? Did you hear the story of how they make race cars? No. Oh, I'd tell you about it, but there's a huge spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> what? A spoiler is those things on the back of, like, the ra- race cars that, like, stick up, and then there's that thing. That's <laughs> I had no idea like, those <laughs> had a name. I yeah, just, I just uh, told Liam that joke this morning. I came up with it. because I had no idea the car was a spoiler. I just kept on walking, and, he, and I was like, <laughs> I, I get it. So, and then I was, and I'm like, it's a horrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walked inside. I was like, wow. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, any other uh, questions? Let's, oh, I have oh. something to mention. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, so, you know, Charlie, who listens to this, mm-hmm. yeah. this was on a while ago, an episode a while ago. Mm-hmm. But you know how we were talking about one thing we would change in Star Wars and what would it be? Yeah. Um, and how we said Padme not dying? Mm-hmm. He said he had a good point that if Padme never died, then 
Anakin never would have had a vision of her dying. Mm -hmm. So then he never would have hurt her. Mm -hmm. So then he never would have. Mm -hmm. So then she might not have died. Yeah. So that he might not have turned into Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. So it would all be completely different. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, we said, Daddy said yeah. that before. Yeah. No, but well, we haven't said it on the podcast. I don't think we said it on the podcast. Oh. Um, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you could say, like, he had a vision of her in pain in childbirth, maybe not dying or something like that. You know what I mean? There's ways around it. But true, yeah, I, but I get yeah. it, though. That's, that's a good point. It's a good yeah. point. Um, yeah, before we go, let's, uh, let's take a look really quick through these photos because I want to make sure we didn't miss. Oh, one thing about the Knights of Ren photo that we Knights got, because uh, we got this, we got this image of the Knights of Ren. Paddle guy. Uh, saw a paddle guy. And yeah, one of them. So, so, you know, we, we looked really closely at that image of Knights of Ren from the Force Awakens. We yeah. looked at that a lot and there's like, uh, what looks like a paddle that yeah, someone's holding. Daddy, well, last night we actually it's, it's a, it's, it's this like a giant, it's like a butcher knife. Like, except, like a giant butcher knife. Except yeah. the size of a sword. Mm -hmm. It looks like a giant butcher knife. Yep. And then there's. If you look in the Force Awakens photo, you gotta see this guy with like his arm is basically a gun. Mm -hmm. One of his arms, and we yep. see this guy in the photo. There's, yep, gun arm guy. Um, and uh, oh, I thought gun arm guy and paddleboard guy ooh. were the same thing. No, I don't think so. And then you see this guy holding what this big staff with like a half, like a crescent, like a half moon looking thing. I don't know why, but and I thought it looked like a serpent. Like the back of a serpent on the top, but maybe that's just because I I like I think of serpents on stuff. So I don't know why. And it's it's in this same thing is in uh, it's in the Force Awakens. No, if I'm what the and other guy looks like, we know what the other guy looks like on the other oh, side. Oh, oh, and one thing that I saw that oh, hold on, hold on, Liam. Sorry, uh, I gotta show you guys this really quick. Um, it is, I think. I keep on thinking. It looks so like it in Solo, there is the Mandalorian um, armor in Dryden Voss's uh, study, you know? Uh -huh. And right next to the Mandalorian armor, <gasps> it's that guy's half crescent. Same staff. Someone saw this Whoa. on Twitter and posted a side by side image. And Whoa. like, yeah, no is... one noticed that. Like, people, how many times have people studied the Knights of Ren image in The Force Awakens? And how where many you can times see that thing. So many people studied that, and then so many people studied this photo, too. And, and it wasn't to until. Look at the Mandalorian armor. It wasn't until this Vanity Fair article where, like, you know, the same object is in broad daylight, right? Where you see. It's the same Wait, thing. Go back, go back. It's the same thing. Wait, let me see Wait, the side by side comparison. Before, this is way before, it, so. Did he like break into Dryden's lab? Oh, it's it was Kira's probably when he stole it. It was Kira's when he stole it. Maybe, it oh, maybe these guys raided. Maybe uh, the Wait, go back to the other. Oh, the maybe the knights. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Kylo Ren burns down the Jedi Temple, takes some of Luke's students with him. Those students are the Knights of Ren. Mm -hmm. No, because yeah. the knights. No, because the Knights of Ren predate. The burning of the Jedi Temple. They do. They do. They do. Um, I don't remember where that information comes from, but I know that they do. Wait, so, the so they go. Light. They go. Yeah, sure, sure. They go to Maul's hideout. They go to Dathomir, and they find 
in Ooh. Maul's hideout. Ooh, oh, we should go back to Rebels and look at Maul's hideout and see if we can find that same thing. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? We could find that image there. So yeah, the Knights of Ren, that gave us quite a bit to uh, to think about, that one image. Um, there was also that really great image of, of uh, Lando and... Poe and no, Chewie no. and, and BB-8 and Dio, and Dio in the cockpit of the Falcon. Now, I, I feel like this could be just a shot, you know, that they're like, hey, let, hey, who wants to sit in the Falcon for a, a cool photo? Like, I don't know if Poe actually flies the Falcon Probably with not. Lando, but, um, but it would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> they're both very cool characters. And they're um, both great pilots. Yeah. They can pilot anything. Yeah. Oh, and I, I've seen it talked about that, like, how how many times do you think Poe, you know, uh, heard the story of the Battle of Endor oh, from his mom? probably a lot. You know, his mom was up there at, at on, you know, in the space battle against the second Death Star. Did she, did, and wait, she was flying Endor with Lando. Endor. Oh, really? And she okay. was flying, you know, side by side with Lando. Oh, yeah. You know, so she probably told Poe all about Lando. Probably. So he's like, whoa, you know, like whoa. he's going to be fanboying over Lando, just like the rest of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he totally will. Uh, no, it's awesome. I don't think he will. I don't think they thought of that. You don't think they thought of that? They think yeah, of we'll everything. See, we'll see. So there's a, a shot in the desert on that skiff-looking thing. And I'm pretty sure this is the same skiff-looking thing we see in the teaser. Yeah, I think so. And who's on it then? It's, it's Poe, Finn, and 3 po But here we see but Ray, Chewie, and BB-8. Like, does everybody ride this thing? It's like the other half of the crew. <laughs> I know, it's so weird. So, anyway, maybe we shouldn't analyze every image super closely, because, you know, we want to be surprised. But this is what we do, you know? It's just what, it's we, just do. what we do. So let's talk about the covers for just one second, and then we're going to call it an episode. Um, these covers go together. Uh... So if you look at the way they fit together, um, you could put them side by side with Ray on one side and Kylo on the other. Well, you could. Um, and Ray's on the left, or Kylo's on the on the right, or you could put Kylo on the left and Ray on the right. And I think that, oh, matches, yeah. up that matches up pretty up really much better. exactly. Um, which means they're standing in the same spot on the same oh planet. Gosh, it's um, and like, this isn't a shot from the movie, but like, that's cool, right? Yeah. Um, and also, uh, someone said, what if this is like a 360 image? And imagine that we take the magazine, okay? The covers of the magazine, and we, we, we tape them together. But then we make a circle out of them and tape the two edges together too, right? Whoa, because the two edges yeah. also line up, kind of. Kind of. So then you'd have Ray and Kyle looking at each other in, uh, on the inside of that circle that you make by what? making a tube out of the, the magazines. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I don't know. Um, oh my gosh. And uh, also, Let's I would like to, I, I pointed out on Twitter that Kylo is not wearing black and ray is and ray is not wearing white yeah so i feel like uh there's gonna be there some conflict in are this. shades of gray yeah. 
shades of gray and brown, um, uh, and not black and white. So tan and yeah. cows wearing cows gray. gray, almost very like a bluish, almost like a bluish yeah, it's like gray. A, it's kinda. very blue, dark. dark, like a dark yeah. blue gray. I think it's really just the lighting that looks blue. No, look at his hair. His hair is black. Oh, I see what you're saying. The lighting makes it look a little bluish. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. That could be. It's also hard with like computer screens too. Like you don't know if my screen is calibrated exactly right, right? Right. So. All right. So, any other thoughts about this Vanity Fair article, kids? Any other things you wanted to say? There's probably some stuff I missed. It's amazing. It was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. I can't good, wait for this movie. Good information. So good. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Keep on forgetting to call it the Rise of Skywalker. Right. That's okay. forgetting. That's okay. Even the actors and like JJ, they all call them by their numbers. So nine. They just call it eight, nine. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that's it then. Uh, thanks for discussing this with me, kids. It was yes. fun to kind of. It was fun to read yeah, through it and, and pick for and choose. Listeners, uh, thanks for 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 listening. For coming along on the ride. Yeah. yeah thank you so much, really everyone, fun. for listening to episode one hundred and thirty-five of Children of the Force. And as always, thanks to those of you who support us over on Patreon.com/slash Children of the Force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. Our Facebook is... Children of the Force! Our email address is... ForceChildren at gmail.com Our website is... www.childrenoftheforce.com Head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force and leave us a voicemail or just record a memo on your phone and email it to us. And uh, we'd love to play it on the show. We love other voices on the show. And finally, leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to us. It really does help the show get into more people's ears. Uh, If everybody who listened to this reviewed us on iTunes, we'd have more reviews on iTunes. And then more people would listen and then more people could review it. And we could get to that front page of iTunes podcast where it says like here's what people yeah, are listening to and, that'd be awesome yeah, I don't know that'd be kind of cool but I don't, I'm fine with this we're good we're good <laughs> me we're too good. yeah we're good alright for Children of the Forest I'm Al I'm Anna I'm Leia.